You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and the skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to the ProServe Podcast with Collective 54, a podcast for leaders of thriving boutique professional services firms. For those that don't know who we are, Collective 54 is a mastermind community dedicated entirely on the needs of leaders of thriving boutique pro-serve firms. My name is Greg Alexander. I'm the founder, and I'll be your host. And on this episode, I'm going to talk to you about tech automating the service delivery that you offer your clients and how that could help you expand margins. And we're going to discuss a cost-effective way in a less risky way of doing that by leveraging a fractional CTO. And we've got a great role model with us to help me with this. His name is, and I'm going to do my best here, Asan Mira Damati. Was that close? Perfect. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and this is what his firm does. His firm provides uh, many things, one of which is fractional CTO services. So, Asan, thank you for being here. It's good to see you. Would you please introduce yourself? Thank you. And um, uh, this is Asan Mirthamadi, and uh, I am the co-founder and the CEO of a fractional CTO uh, service company called New Binary. Okay. And say your first name for me one more time. Asan. Asan. Okay. Got it. I was saying Asan, Asan. I will uh, do my best here to... Stick with that. I tell you what, for the rest of the show, you can call me Bob. <laughs> All right. So, so the big idea here today is a lot of our members understand that automating service delivery through technology is a way to accelerate scale and expand margins. But many of them are not technologists, and they've wasted a bunch of money trying to do this, and now they're fearful of trying it again. And uh, usually when they waste a bunch of money is they go hire an expensive chief technology officer and they mishire that person because they don't know what good looks like because they've never hired one before. And, and now they've retreated. So when I met Asan and he told me about his fractional CTO model, I was really excited about it because our members have leveraged fractional executives in other disciplines, CFO, head of HR, head of sales, et cetera. And the huge advantage of doing that is that Asan knows what good looks like. So if you're hiring a fractional CTO from him, there's a good chance that that person has been through a thorough screening process and it's the right person for you. So we're going to try to take this concept of a fractional CTO and apply it to this unique use case, which is to leverage that person's expertise to help you tech automate service delivery as a way to accelerate scale. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with the very basics. So what is a fractional CTO? So fractional CTO offering is obviously a part-time uh, engagement that uh, allows us to bring in a senior chief technology officer um, into, into, the, into our engagement with the clients. And, um, and these um, CTOs that we are hand-selecting them are the type of CTOs that uh, have gone through their own journey and process of uh, starting with an idea and understanding the business objectives and really trying to marry the business objectives with of the technology uh, development objectives, which in a sense means this is a obviously a senior role 
uh, that um, that essentially allows companies to think strategically about how they want to adopt or build technologies for their practice. Okay. And how did you come up with this idea? Because this is fairly unique. So um, myself and my co-founders, um, we all consider ourselves serial entrepreneurs. Uh, we have done our own uh, fair bit of experimentation with other ideas and also been able to uh, been, uh, to, to engage ourselves and really um, be out there trying to bring ideas to life in other initiatives and other endeavors that we have had in our previous businesses or as consultants helping other businesses to do so. Um, in our first uh, encounter, and as we started um, coming up with ideas of how we can position better for what we do in the market, we essentially started gathering um, ideas from uh, you know the ecosystem that we were part of, the innovation ecosystem down uh, here in uh, Southern Ontario. And also we started going through the, um, our journeys, our personal journeys uh, uh, as we were doing um, the fractionals or uh, CTO offerings or uh, helping others. And so one of the key elements, uh, a few of the key elements that we encountered was that uh, for the most part, companies go through multitude of iterations in what they build. Uh, they uh, And that's usually on average about three times before they figure it out mm -hmm. uh, to do it properly. And that good around 50% of those projects actually fail. Mm -hmm. um, and also that... Um, um, you know, they spend a lot of uh, their capital into uh, really building a tech component to their businesses. And so we realized, knowing all of these facts, essentially is pointing out towards this, this conclusion that uh, obviously that we need to do something that increases the, the chance of success in these type of projects and also uh, help the founders, the, the owners of the companies uh, to essentially reduce their ultimate cost doing so. Um, so um, we we started uh, just experimenting with you diff uh, with, with a few different types of messaging to go out there and, and essentially talk about our work. And we realized that uh, CTO work is actually a good encapsulation of, of what we were trying to uh, to essentially talk to to audience to our audiences about. Okay. And for our audience, as you know, these are non-tech companies. These are small services firms. But these days, technology is touching everything. And in order for them to scale, they have to figure out a way to automate through technology or they're going to have ballooning labor costs and never really get to substantial profitability. The Surprisingly to you, I would imagine, many people don't know what a CTO does. I think this job... To the uh, to the folks that don't come from the tech world, is a little confusing, and they're not a hundred percent sure of what it is that they do. For example, I was on the phone with a member last week, and they hired a software development firm to write some code. <laughs> but the spec they gave the software development firm, you know, what they told them to build, just wasn't well thought out. So they, to your point, they tried it three times, they wasted a bunch of money, and they never really got anything. And 
what I advise them on is, is they put the cart before the horse. They really needed a CTO to tell them what they should be building in the first place based on the needs of the business. So that's my kind of layman's um, explanation as to what a CTO does. Would you provide greater clarity? You know, if you were to describe to our audience members what a CTO does, what would you say? Again, I want to uh, put our uh, attention back on this wording that we think makes a lot of sense and resonates with a lot of um, our audience, and in this case as well, is that CTOs are the CTO's main job is to make sure that they they marry the business objective with of the technical objectives. So, as you pointed out, if you go to any software development company. That's their job to essentially uh, learn from uh, from the owners of what they're trying to build, and they essentially go back and come back with a scope. And they they obviously and and the, the bigger the scope, the better for them. Whereas a CTO um, would would like to understand first that what are, what is it that they're trying to achieve as a business objective for their for the institution for the corporation. And so the whole conversation of really trying to understand what needs to be built starts with that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we technologists to try to be fancy with our, um, I guess, technology builds, and we try to make it as as you know complex as it can be, and start adding more features and bills and whistles into it. But a, a CTO obviously would like to know if any of those features and components that they're anticipating and imagine, imagining for their for the ultimate solution actually makes sense and delivers on a very specific business option. So to just drill down a little bit more on this topic, on this idea, um, the CTO needs to understand uh, who the uh, who the users are. For those platforms what are they trying to achieve is it only a matter of for example storing information or presenting the information in a certain way and uh, how they are used to going about you know doing certain things like for example if you are dealing with a institution that deals with the health um, and uh, data with the patient data it is important to really understand that from the from the day first, you want to have some level of security and compliance considered for for yeah. that initiative. And so, obviously, you want to you want to make sure that the data is anonymized and so on, so on and so on. And also, that over time, you want to make sure that the company understands that the the software is simply like a living mechanism, which requires maintenance, which requires which requires, you know, uh, going through an evolutionary process every now and then, getting the feedbacks from their clients and really try to make it better as time passes by. Mm-hmm. And so as a CTO, you also be you should be looking out into the future to see what kind of the challenges it may pose for that for that institution, for that company, uh, to, to essentially continue adopting and using it in their, their um, business practice and processes. Okay, very and, good. Uh, yeah, that was a great example of, um, for example, security and compliance around healthcare data and understanding who the users are. And that's the big point that Asan's trying to make right now, which is this 
chief technology officer is a, is a hybrid business person slash technologist. And as a result of that, and that's the key element here, um, they really can help our members and founders of boutique pro surf firms. Um, why shouldn't a small services firm just go out and hire a full-time CTO? Why rent a fractional CTO? There are many reasons for that. Uh, one of them is that you obviously don't know what you don't know as a as a you know um, leader of your uh, of the company. Um, you may think that certain skill sets um, is just simply what you need for for your type of business. Uh, and so, when it comes to the CTO world, there is a vast range of different types of technologies that uh, you know people are exposed to, and maybe their experience. As it may seem relevant, it may not be as we may think. The other reason that we're seeing it more and more and often these days is that technology bills are becoming more and more complex these days. So the time and the era of when you could actually build it, build an app and conquer the world with, like what the Uber of the world did, is over. Mm. The technology is, has become a lot more complex and has many different components into it. And so you probably won't be able to find a CTO that has that, that range of expertise to be able to, to achieve the goals and the objectives that, as what they are defining for, for that individual. So when it comes to a fractional CTO offering like, like ours, our CTOs are exposed to a whole um, range of different things, not only um, uh, through their, their own direct um, you know, engaging with the clients, but also being part of the club mm. of other CTOs that can essentially reach out to another individual from the team and say, I think I need a security expert or cybersecurity expert to, to take a look at this and say, if we are in the right mind. Mm. Um, they need to be able to reach out to another person that understands the cloud architecture, for example, to understand if they are considering for all the scalability considerations. And so the list goes on and on, but uh, it's actually quite big list. It starts with the business continuity, um, again compliance, and uh, you know high availability considerations, and and, uh, and other things that I can uh, just you know provide as as a few examples. Yeah, you know I'll share a real example with our members because they know Collective Fifty Four, and this might highlight it for it. You know there used to be a time when we had a smaller membership, and a member had a problem and wanted to speak to another member. And it was this manual process. They would call their customer service rep and say, hey, do you know anybody that can do that has done X, Y, Z? And then we'd have to manually go through all of our members and, and make a, a connection for that person. So we obviously said, well, you know, when we get to a few hundred members, which we're at now, that doesn't work, it doesn't scale. So we need to create a member directory and the member directory needs to be made public to our members, and they should be able to connect with one another and have a robust um, search feature. So we engaged with the CTO, and and you know I, as the owner of the firm, had all these assumptions as to what it should do and all this. And, and he said, Greg, you're getting ready to make a bunch of mistakes. If you keep going down the path you're going on, you know, you're going to have to rebuild this thing several times. And he caused me to pump the brakes. He spent some time with the members, actually understood from the members' perspective, you know, what the typical use cases were and what they would want in the feature functionality. So when we did it, we got it right the first time, which was hugely impactful for us because it was a better experience for members. 
it was a way better experience for our employees. It reduced my labor component. And uh, it was just a win for everybody. So it's just a great example of how you can use technology as a services company to deliver service for your members, or in your case, your clients, that improves the client experience and improves your P&L. Because now the tech is doing the service instead of a person, which means you know the tech works 24 hours a day with no bathroom breaks, right? It's just less costly, and it, and it will be forever. So I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this, here's your call to action, readers and listeners, is that you, you need to engage tech automation. I mean, it's, it's no longer optional. So if you're a services firm and you don't have a tech component, you're falling behind. And if you think you can't afford it, you're wrong. You can, because there's this new concept called the fractional CTO. And if you engage with firms like this, um, you, you shift some of the risk to them. I mean, it's their job to build the right community of fractional CTOs and understand what your needs are and give you the right resource. So it's a lot more doable now than it ever has been, and uh, it's a big win for you. So um, listen, thanks for being on the show today. It was uh, wonderful to listen to you and, and hear about your company. I know you're a relatively new member, but your presence means a lot because I don't think our members are tapping this resources resources often as they could. And the way we all get better is, you know, every time a bright person like yourself joins the community, collective wisdom goes up for everybody. So on behalf of everyone that's listening to this, thank you so much, Hassan, for being on the show today and for being part of Collective 54. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, what I wanted to leave you off with this statement that we have this thesis that every company on this planet is now becoming a type of technology company and the same way that they require lawyers and accountants as a baseline we think that they also require ctos yeah i agree with you i really do and i think we're going to agree with you more and more as as time goes on for sure i mean that old phrase i forget who said it but software is eating the world is accurate and we have to develop this core competency in order to do well so okay so that's the end of this show um Thanks for listening. A couple things for you. So members, be sure to attend the Friday Q&A session with Asan. I'm sure you've got a lot of questions. The devil's always in the details, like how much does this cost, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll address all that on the Friday Q&A. And if you're not a member, but you think you might want to be and meet really smart people like Asan, uh, consider joining Collective 54. And you can do so at collective54.com. Just fill out the contact us form and somebody will get in contact with you. And then lastly, if you're not ready to join, but you want access to content like this, consider subscribing to Collective 54 Insights. If you do so, uh, you get three things every week, a blog, a podcast, and a chart. And you can find that also at collective54.com. Okay, thanks for listening and look forward to the next, the next episode. Take care.